Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us this week. We are talking all about our phones and peace and distractions. Now, I obviously just probably made you want to leave the the show immediately. (laughs) Just be like, I can't handle that negativity. Can't do that. But please stay with us because this is going to be an episode that I hope inspires us Mm -hmm. and creates a change in our lives because we desperately need it in our generation. Maddie and I's generation, Gen Z, we are so addicted to our phones. It's unreal. And I feel like so many older people, they're looking around going, how can I help this? How can I actually have a meaningful conversation with my grandkids or other young people that I know within my church or whatever because Mm -hmm. they're just glued to their phones and I can't get across to them? And even we're seeing older generations start to become very addicted to screens and it's just the constant noise, the constant distraction. So we're going to discuss how we can combat this from a very positive viewpoint Mm -hmm. and just discuss how we can examine what's disrupting our peace in our lives and what God says about it. So Maddie, before we jump in, any announcements, anything that's been happening lately? Okay, so the biggest thing that we have going on here is a lot of secret preparation Yay! for some different things. And we're really excited. It has something to do with hitting 10,000 downloads on mm-hmm. the podcast, which we are nearing. We are so close to 10,000 downloads. Y'all are continuing to download every episode, and we are always just so excited when we hit new milestones. Mm-hmm. And 10,000 downloads is obviously a really incredible achievement for mm-hmm. us as podcasters, but also for you as our listeners, that yes. you guys have gotten us to 10,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited to celebrate that. We're planning on going all celebrating out. big time. Yeah. So we've got some really exciting things planned and it's going to kind of launch us into a whole new branch of ministry. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going to want to be sticking around for that and looking out for that announcement. Can I just say that it is really exciting when we have recorded an episode and we put in the work to try to come mm-hmm. up with a good topic and something that will be helpful to you guys And then editing and uploading and just all of the things that we've had to learn over the past couple years. And the Lord has been so good in that. The soundboard that we got, the new mics that we had to get, all of those things the Lord just provided for in amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing ways. And so we are just so thankful for that. And through all of the hard work and dedication it's taken to get here, you guys have made this dream of ours possible. And that is just a really cool thing to me when we upload our episodes on Mondays that you guys are immediately downloading. Like as soon as I hit the upload button each Monday, you guys are downloading and I see the plays and I see all of those things. And it's just really exciting to know that when we upload things, you guys are excited and Mm -hmm. you're waiting for it and you're excited to listen. So that's just really something that means so much to us as we put in that hard work and as we upload these episodes that it is actually being helpful to you guys in your everyday lives and that you are growing and learning and we're doing this together. And that's just an amazing thing. Okay, guys, so let's get into this episode. Maddie, start us off with the average day in the life of an American citizen. Okay, so honestly, 
This is like just crazy to me to look at step by step what an average American does every day. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit convicting because I can find myself falling into some of these tendencies. And I know that this can probably be pretty convicting to all of us, but I want to encourage everyone. Let's keep an open mind. We all know that I get convicted as much as the rest of y'all when we talk about these different things. Mm -hmm. So here I am. I'm here for this conversation. So you better be too because I don't want to do it alone. (laughs) Anyway, so here is kind of the average day. This is just kind of something that we compiled to display the gravity of distraction and screen time that we're all, pretty much all of us are experiencing every single day. So typically we wake up in the morning on any given weekday and we're already tired. You don't wake up refreshed. You don't feel like you got good sleep and you went to bed super late because you were scrolling on social media or you were kind of stalking people or you were watching a show or you were looking at the news and what all had happened that day and different things like that. So you've gone to bed late. Now you're waking up. You're not refreshed. You didn't sleep good. And then you go immediately downstairs into your kitchen, into your bathroom to get ready for the day and to make yourself coffee, make breakfast, something like that. And what is normally the first thing that we do? We turn on a um, YouTube video, we turn on the TV to listen to the news or to watch an episode of a show. And half the time we don't even commit our attention fully to whatever we've turned on because we're doing other things. It's just kind of for background noise. And then you go immediately into doing your makeup up, taking a shower, something like that to get ready for your day, and you turn on music or a podcast episode, and there's some background noise. You're, you know, singing and listening to the podcast or doing whatever you do while you get ready, and you once again have that noise in the background. Then when you're on your way to work while you're driving, you're listening to the radio or another podcast or fill in the blank for you. I know that this is different, especially depending on age and the kind of technology that you have because Mm -hmm. lots of like Gen Z and stuff will be listening to a podcast episode or will be listening to music like the new trendy music, the rap music. And, you know, I do not listen to rap music. No, maybe say that first of all. I cannot stand (laughs) rap music. And we're going to get into, I wanted to discuss that a little bit today in the this episode, the effects that the kind of music that we're listening to can have on us sometimes. Then when you get to work, you're doing whatever you're doing and lunch comes around and you either skip your lunch break entirely and you continue working because you don't have time to stop or during your lunch break, you are once again turning on a show or listening to music or a podcast of some kind or you are once again, maybe um, listening to your favorite radio station and looking at the news or you just get your phone out and you're scrolling on social media. This is something that I can definitely see myself falling into. Sometimes I'll just open Instagram while I'm eating lunch and then I kind of start scrolling through different reels or looking at everyone's stories and it is what I do for my entire lunch break Mm -hmm. then. So once you get done with work, you drive home once again listening to the radio. Once you get home, you're making dinner and getting supper ready and everything and tip Typically, you either are actually actively watching the TV because obviously when you got home, you just automatically turned it on or it's at least playing in the background. Something is on somewhere. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not paying very much attention to it, it's there. You're listening to it occasionally or watching it occasionally. Then once you finish supper, you are immediately going into your restful 
air quotes around restful evening and you are once again sitting in front of the TV, maybe binge watching a new show that you just found or you're re-watching one of your favorite shows again and binging a few episodes or watching a two-hour movie and then when you get ready to go to bed, you are once again scrolling on your phone and are looking at social media or the news or checking your email or something like that. Then you finally feel guilty at the end of the night once it hits like one o'clock in the morning, midnight, 2 a.m., depending on when you actually feel like you should go to bed. And you start feeling guilty for scrolling for so long. And then you feel like, okay, I should probably actually go to sleep now. So let's all just take a moment to think about how much screen time that is. Mm -hmm. So according to statistics, Gen Z spends roughly nine hours on their phones nine hours every day. day. Nine hours. Oh my goodness. And the average adult spends about seven hours. Mm-hmm. That is almost incomprehensible to me because mm-hmm. most of Gen Z is in school right now. High right. school, college, or they have a job and still they're mm-hmm. spending at least nine hours on their phones. Mm-hmm. So this is simply the times when you are scrolling and you're looking at social media, you're looking at the news, all that kind of thing. That does not count the amount of time you're spending listening to music, listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, listening to the radio on your way to school, on your way to work. And that does not count most of the time the shows that they're watching. Mm-hmm. Because typically, you know, you watch a show on your laptop or your TV, something like that. You don't normally watch it on your phone. Heaven forbid you watch a show on a tiny screen. But I think that that is just crazy to me because lots of us think that, well, all these people are, they are in school. Mm -hmm. So they're spending seven hours, six hours in school every day, not to mention the extracurriculars and all that kind of thing. So they can't, their screen time cannot possibly be that high. Well, this is the scary thing about the public school system because screen time for students is not being monitored Mm -mm. at all. Why? Why is that? Because they want them on their screens. It benefits the system. Right. Because Mm -hmm. they are pushing their agenda also through the screens. Exactly. So the education system is not only monitoring and uh, controlling what students are being taught within the classroom from the teacher, again, Mm -hmm. standardized testing, all of those things that determine what the teacher teaches, but also they are inundating us with information and their agenda through our screens, Mm -hmm. whether it be through Instagram, Facebook, news networks, you know, YouTube, whatever it is that we are constantly watching the shows, Mm -hmm. you know, you can barely find a good show without bad things in it. Gay couples, you know, uh, sex scenes, all these things. It's absolutely crazy to Mm -hmm. me that it's in everything now. So in a way, they're like, yeah, good. We want all of our Mm -hmm. students on those things because we're pushing our agenda through that too because everything that they see on social media, they believe is true. And for the most part, they're right. Yeah, well, when... We first started Bible study and we would be like texting with our friends or whatever during the day. We can do that somewhat easily because we're homeschooled, so Mm -hmm. we're not in public school. But at the same time, I think that, I mean, even as homeschoolers, we spend less time on our screens, even though we're not in like a structured classroom with other people, with Mm -hmm. a teacher standing in front of us. We spend less time on our screens than they do. Mm -hmm. You'd think it would totally be the other way around, that it would be more difficult to kind of police 
right. what homeschool students are doing during the day because they can get through their work as fast as they want to mm-hmm. or they can put it off until the evening. But I think that it's ironic that public school is actually where that's worse. So we would be like texting our friends and I mean, they text me back like five minutes later and I'm just like, aren't you in school? Like, Why are you doing? texting me? And it wouldn't be something where I'm expecting them to like carry on a conversation with me or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like a very minimal texter. Like I hardly ever text people. I hardly ever call people either. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily bad because it's keeping my screen time down, but I don't do that very often. If I do text someone, it's pretty much just like you're checking in on them or it's like, don't forget mm-hmm. we're doing this on this day or, you know, we've got Bible study here. We're going out to lunch on this day. So I would just be like, why are you texting me? You're literally in the middle of class right now. And they're like, oh, it's no big deal. I think that that's just like Lily said, it's all part of the plan. There is so much planning that goes into these different things. And we were talking with our mom a little while ago, and she said that she'd seen a video on Instagram that was contrasting the difference between American social media and what social media looks like in some other countries. So I think they directly contrasted America and China. In America, the social media platforms are feeding us stupidity Mm -hmm. just constantly. They're constantly feeding us the stuff that is killing our brain cells, quite literally. They're, you know, feeding us the dumb TikTok dances and the funny animal videos, which I'm totally guilty of watching. I told you I'd be feeling conviction today, too. And just the really dumb stuff, the Mm -hmm. transgender, the gay couples, all these different things. Whereas in China, they actually have it programmed so that the kids, especially who are on screens and who are on social media, Mm -hmm. are being inundated with all of this military propaganda, political propaganda that is going to make them loyal to their country. That is going to make them think that China is the greatest, best country in the world Mm -hmm. and they should be part of the military. They should be fighting for them. They should be supporting their politicians. should be supporting communism. And we're over here in America, which in history has been the best country in the world, Mm -hmm. and we're being fed mind-numbing stupidity. Yeah. So if that doesn't get us thinking a little bit that there is some kind of plan going on here, then I don't know what will. Mm -hmm. But nine hours Mm -hmm. just on their phone. How long is a person awake? Yeah, exactly. Like, at least 12 hours, but typically 16, mm-hmm. 14 hours, depending on when you go to bed, get up. What in the world? That is over half of their day yeah. spent in front of their phone. Mm-hmm. And the other time that they're spending awake is occupied with music that is also numbing our brains and news that is making us stressed and anxious and shows that, like Lily said, are completely stupid, full of language and unbiblical truths and underlying indoctrination. I mean, this is just absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, it is to me too. A lot of girls have come to us within Bible study, outside of Bible study, you know, looking to be mentored, discipled a little bit, that kind of thing. And one of the main things that Gen Z is wondering right now is how to pray. Mm -hmm. How do I pray? How do I stay focused? It just seems when I start to pray, like I get distracted and I have all these things going on and I just can't, I can't do it. I can't pray. And one of the first things that Maddie and I always tell them is ditch the screen. You got to get rid of it. I mean, not rid of it, but you get what I'm saying. You could. Honestly, that'd probably be better. Just we should chuck all it go. out a window. Yeah, we should all go just back to flip phones and, yeah. you know, live our lives. But anyways, you cannot, it is almost impossible within our society today to have a strong and thriving 
prayer life mm-hmm. when you are constantly looking at your screen. Yeah. You cannot pray. You cannot pray undistracted when you have your phone sitting next to you. It is impossible. And I think, what was that one thing mom told us a little bit ago? She had been, see, she looks into all these things and mm. then tells us and we, yeah. you know, talk about that stuff on the podcast then. So thanks, mom, for, you know, She's like our investigative us. journalist exactly. and then we're the ones who report. Yeah. So one of the things was if your phone is within however many feet of you. Very few, like five Very feet. few. Then it is almost impossible to fully focus on the task at hand. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, washing dishes, writing a paper, you know, sending an email, I'm just thinking of daily things that we may be doing. You are not doing that job or that task fully Mm -hmm. because your phone is sitting right beside you and your brain is constantly, I need that. I need to be looking at that right now. Because what if somebody liked my photo? It is so addictive, not even necessarily if you're on social media Mm -hmm. or whatever, because I know that we probably do have some older folks listening and they're like, well, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat, you know, all these different things. But it's still they have created these things to just be so addictive. And even if you're not scrolling on social media, you have this impulse to see like, well, did that person text me back yet? Right. Or have I gotten any calls? Have I gotten any emails? I need to be checking this. I need to be checking that. Mm -hmm. And it's not even always social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see people where like if they don't have internet and they're out and about or whatever, but it's awkward, you know, they don't have anybody to talk to right then Mm -hmm. or whatever, they'll just start scrolling through their pictures Yeah, because you don't need internet to do that. Right. But it's that impulse that is just so deeply ingrained in our brains Mm -hmm. that is like, I just need it. Mm -hmm. I have to have it. It is literally like our precious and it is destructive beyond Mm -hmm. all imagining. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to bring up, Maddie and I and our parents went out to lunch on Sunday mm-hmm. after church. And we didn't just ditch Lincoln. Don't no, worry. No, 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 no. He, he was, was out doing things. <laughs> he was. We just left him at home. Them. We yeah. were just like, yep, see ya. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So we went to lunch and we went to a place that has a bunch of screens. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's normal, like, you know, sports, there's a bar there, different things like that. So normal restaurant, though, some place that everybody would go. I'm not going to name the restaurant because I don't want to be like mean or rude or something because that's not the point of this. But we sat down and there was probably what, seven TVs in the room that we were sitting in, like in the main room. And everybody is looking at the screens Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness it was insane and I sat there not looking at my phone and I was trying to be intentional our family we try to do family meals during the week together we actually sit down like mom cooks us girls help and we actually make meals and we sit down at the kitchen table together Mm -hmm. no tv on none of that okay we actually talk and we have dinner I know that that is totally not normal for the average American family Which is yet another thing we could talk about in another episode. We definitely don't have time today, but (laughs) that's coming. Rest assured. Yes. So this is normal for us, okay? Like when we go out to lunch, we're not just sitting on our phones Mm -hmm. looking at stuff. So I'm not looking at anything, but I'm just looking and kind of observing the people around me in this restaurant. And every single person, except for maybe like two or three older ladies who were sitting at a table, were on their phones or they were watching the TV intently. So they're watching their TVs. I'm even looking at the little kids who are in high chairs over on the other side of the room and they have their iPads and they have their parents' phones while they wait for their food and all these things. And Maddie and I, you know us guys, you know our hearts in this is that 
We want to see people actually have meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. We were never meant to do life alone. It's one of our greatest passions is to see people actually live life together and impact their little corners of the world. Because I think we might just find that our little corners of the world have enough power to impact the whole world. Mm So that's our passion in this thing is that we would see people actually talk again, that we would be able to see people actually have relationships with one another and not just be like, oh, hey, you want to go? Okay, yeah, we'll go to lunch. But, you know, what we're really going to do at lunch is watch the football game that's on on the TV or we're going to watch this or whatever and we're not going to have conversation and we're not going to talk and we're not going to anything like that you know and really the only reason I'm going out is to be able to take an Instagram pic and post on the on the feed later and thank you for going out to lunch with me because I got my Instagram picture that's the kind of world that we're living in today and it's so frustrating and it's so annoying and all of us when you look around at our culture we are not happy Mm -mm. we are not happy people And I just wonder if this is due to how screens affect our lives, how they affect our relationships, how they affect our brain function, how they affect every single thing in our lives. Yet day by day, we continue to allow them to disrupt our peace. Mm -hmm. And God has a lot to say about peace. And he has a lot to say about being quiet and about being still. And I think it may just be time. to listen to what he's saying to us because I think that he's really on to something when he says to be still and know that I am God. I don't think we have really taken the time to be still. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take the time to be still, then we will be distracted and we will not know that he is God because we will always be feeling the stress, the weight of the world, because that's constantly what we're entertaining in our mind. And I'm just afraid that if we keep going down this route, that it is going to ruin, actually it already is, it's ruining families, it's ruining marriages, it's ruining relationships, Mm -hmm. friendships, all of these different things. Our society is crumbling day by day. Yeah. My dad and I went out to lunch months ago and he had to go to the restroom right before he left and you know, usually if I'm just sitting at a table alone or whatever, I'm going to get on my phone because yeah. it's comfortable. It's like, okay, I don't want to be awkward. I'm not going to look around. But this one time I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to get on my phone. I'm not going to get on and I'm just going to, you know, be normal again. And I'm just going to sit here and think and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's crazy how much you start to see and how much you start to learn and notice about the world when you actually take the time to be still yeah. and to just be quiet. And so I would just encourage us as Christians, this is something that we need to practice more often. Ditch your screen. That's why you can't pray. That's why you're distracted. That's why you feel stressed. And it's why you're feeling so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because you're entertaining the world and the world is influenced by the enemy and influenced by chaos. And so we need to be careful about those things and what we're entertaining in our everyday lives through our screens. Well, I think that the amount of time we spend on our screens is also affecting our ability to notice things about our world. Like you were saying, just the fact that, I mean, how long was dad in the bathroom? Like 30 seconds, a minute. And I never clocked it. But um, <laughs> but even in that amount of time, mm-hmm. you're able to just like look around and notice what people are doing, what the state of the restaurant is, the mm-hmm. kind of attitude and the kind of aura 
mm-hmm. in the room that you're just able to like read that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is really affecting our ability to notice change in our world. And I think this is what is keeping us from being active participants Mm -hmm. in what's happening in our world. Because, I mean, we talk about this all the time. We're really invested in lots of political stuff. I mean, we are always keeping up on the political side of different things. Mm -hmm. And we're always reading news stories and we're always looking into different things. And so we keep up on all this stuff. But, I mean, just a few months ago, Lily brought up, she was like, you know, I completely forgot about Whoopi Goldberg Mm -hmm. saying that the Holocaust was not a race thing, that it wasn't Mm -hmm. that bad. And she got suspended from The View for a couple days, you know, paid leave. That had happened a month before, maybe. Mm -hmm. And everyone forgot about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the rage of it was the talk of the town for that week that she was given paid leave a vacation yeah literally a vacation and then gone no one no one remembers it anymore she's back on the view she's reporting saying more stupid stuff and we all just forgot about it Mm -hmm. so being on social media being on screens watching the news this doesn't even need to be like you're on instagram and you're following all these different accounts they just crowd your brain with all kinds of information. And I think the reason that social media can make us so depressed also is because there's never an end to it, ever. It never ends. And so you never get a feeling of accomplishment from being on social media because you could just keep going. You're never coming to the end of it. You're never completing social media. Mm -hmm. You're never completing a task by looking at Instagram. Right. I think that that's really hurting our self-esteem, our brain function, and just our ability to complete tasks quickly and to complete them well. It is affecting every single area of our lives. I mean, when I think, when I look at this schedule, this average day of an American, mine definitely is not that extreme, but there are definitely things that I'm thinking of like, okay, why do I do this to myself? I turn on music before and after I take a shower and I listen to music while I write and I will occasionally listen to a podcast episode. I'm not a big podcast person, but I am a big music person. I mean, I just, I see myself filling all these different moments where I could have silence, where I could really take time to feel something and I numb myself. Mm. I numb myself with social media or with music. Last night I was working out and we have like a little home gym area in our dad's shop and there's no cell service out there. It's horrible. You have to stand like right, you have to stand up against the garage door Mm -hmm. with the little windows in it to get any kind of service. So if you want to listen to music, typically you have to leave your phone beside a window or something like that. Sometimes it'll work if it kind of gets going and starts playing and everything. But last night I was working out and I had my phone in my pocket and my music just like would not play. And it like made me mad. (laughs) I mean, I was genuinely irritated by it. Mm -hmm. And it was something where I was just like, I can't even work out if I'm not going to have my music. And then I just thought to myself like, Madeline, what is your problem? Stop being so obsessed with this stuff. It literally like ruined my workout because we can't even take time like Working out is supposed to be, you know, feeling the pain, the burn, whatever, but we use music to numb that. Mm -hmm. We don't want to genuinely, like, feel the pain and the progress in working out. We want to listen to music that will just motivate us to get it done. Everything that we are consuming is hurting us. It's harmful to us. All the music and the most of the podcasts that lots of people are listening to, 
the news, the shows, all these different things, they're harmful. And I actually, mom just (laughs) sent me a video the other day about how rap music literally disrupts your brain function because of the frequency that it's playing at, it is functioning on a completely different frequency from your brain. So it basically numbs you. Mm -hmm. It shuts off your brain function because it's overpowering. It operates at a higher frequency that is different from our brain's natural frequency that allows us to deduce things, to critically think through things, to have an opinion on things, to just commit time to thought, to think about what we're doing, where we're driving, you know, all these different things. And it is just crazy how this stuff, this is what our minds are focused on constantly. And this actually goes directly against what scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read Isaiah 26 verse 3, a little bit of a common verse, but it's so applicable to what we're talking about. And it is perfect for what our world is doing right now. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I like the wording of this verse because just the way that it says his mind is stayed on you. Mm -hmm. That means that you can be doing other things, you can be experiencing other things, and yet overall your mind is stayed on him. This is definitely, like Lily said, much easier to do when you don't have all these distractions around you Mm -hmm. and when you aren't constantly listening to the rap music that's numbing your brain, when you're not constantly paying attention to the news and keeping up on the news is super important, okay? And I really, it irritates me a lot when people say like, you know what? Stop watching the news. Stop paying attention to all that stuff. Mm -hmm. No, that has like plunged us into deeper destruction. But I made a decision a couple months ago on my Instagram. I follow like all political accounts almost. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't want my Instagram feed to be that constantly because I did notice that it was causing more anxiety in my life. And I know that the news can do that to a lot of us because, I mean, it's stressful. Like you read all these different things about war and the earthquakes and what's going on in Ohio right now with all the different train derailments and the metal factory blowing up and, you know, all these different things. It's stressful and it Mm -hmm. caused me anxiety. And that was like my entire Instagram feed was just basically the same stories over and over and over again until the next day. Mm -hmm. Then you forget about those stories and you move on to the next ones. And so I made the decision to go through my following list and I didn't want to unfollow these specific political accounts because I want to support them and I want them to keep putting the news stuff out because it's a important to stay informed and everything but I went through and I just muted them and was just like okay I can't my entire Instagram feed cannot be like this I didn't mute certain news stuff because I wanted to keep up on some of it but I mean that has impacted my overall attitude and my overall like mindset in life so much even just over the past couple of weeks because I have taken that stuff out I think that it's just really scary how our generation, especially Gen Z, but also I see the older generation getting like this a lot. We're scared of silence. Mm -hmm. We're terrified of it. We cannot live with it. So we numb everything with social media and with music Mm -hmm. and with shows and with the news and all these different things. And I'm just like, everyone's depressed. And I wonder why. We all feel numb. Maybe that's because we're doing that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, we genuinely are. We are numbing ourselves. And this is something that is detrimental to our society because Mm -hmm. we were created, we are creatures who were created to feel things deeply. That is part of being made in the image of God. The Lord feels things deeply and he wants us to feel things deeply Mm -hmm. too. And that's what allows us to have a deep 
relationship with him. But right now, we're just numbing everything. We're avoiding the conviction. We are avoiding the discomfort that we may experience just because we give a little bit of time to thought. And this is something that is quickly destroying our mm-hmm. society. This is not something that's just like, Meh. you know, slowly it's ruining different things. I mean, you look at those little kids at this restaurant and they cannot wait five minutes mm-hmm. for their food to come. And most of the time, even when the food does come, the phone stays on right in the background. Yeah. They may not be watching it directly, mm-hmm. but because they're throwing a tantrum because they didn't get ketchup or whatever. But it's just incredible to me that that's what our society looks like now. Mm-hmm. We don't go out to lunch to have a family lunch anymore. It's we go out to lunch because we don't want to cook anything. We want the processed crap that they're feeding us. And we don't want to go home and think about anything. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go home and think about what we heard at church. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go home and think about what our coworker said that was completely unbiblical. Yeah. I mean, we do not want any kind of discomfort in our lives. So we just fill everything mm-hmm. with noise. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. It's also ruining the church Mm -hmm. because when you fill silence with noise and distractions and all of that stuff, there is no room to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. That is what we don't want, right? When we go to church, we want the noise, we want the music, we want all of that stuff. But then when we actually have time to think about it or whatever, we don't allow time for that. Mm -hmm. But we do allow time to be distracted from it. And so, I think that what we are consuming can so easily consume us. And that is something that we have to be so cautious of in our world and in the church as Christians. I found this quote by C.S. Lewis that I want to read us. He says, we live, in fact, in a world starved for solitude, silence, and private, and therefore starved for meditation and true friendship. We live, in fact, in a world starved for solitude. Do not starve yourself of that. The Holy Spirit moves in that. He convicts in that. He uses silence to bring us closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if you're wondering, well, I don't have a good prayer life. I don't have a good Christian community to plug into. I do feel like I'm distracted. I do feel weighed down by the weight of the world. Here is what we're saying. Ditch the screen. Just try it for Mm -hmm. a little bit. 10 minutes of just undistracted prayer time with the Lord. Start with that. If you are so addicted to your screen that you really have a really, really, really difficult time putting it down, start with 10 minutes. You can even set an alarm, put it in the other room, come into another room and just pray until that alarm goes off. Just sit in silence and don't starve yourself for it. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see God start to move in some radical ways if we would just make time for him, if we would make room in our lives for him like we do our screens. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the way that you said that is really important. Don't starve yourself Mm -hmm. of solitude because this is something that our bodies need and our souls want, desire. Our entire soul desires to be in the presence of God Mm -hmm. and to be in silence. And it's not even necessarily like, okay, well, if I'm not going to have my phone, then I have to be praying. I have to be reading my Bible or whatever. You should Mm -hmm. and you should want to. But that's not what I always do when I don't have my phone. I probably should do that more. There's another thing that I'm convicted by. Even if I'm trying not to be on my screen so much, it's simply so that I can accomplish more, so that I can do more things, so that I can be more successful. I think that that's kind of the wrong way to look at it, the way that I'm looking at it, because I should be looking at, well, if I don't have my screen, then what can I make more time for that's actually going to be really important? 
Mm. And it's actually going to fulfill my soul, which mm. is ultimately the things of the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to interrupt. I just got done. I think it was this morning or last night reading, and I can't tell you where it is. I think it's somewhere in one of the gospels. It was either in my Bible plan or in my college work where I'm going through the gospels right the now. The of a Bible college student. <laughs> just you don't know, know whether it's part of your reading plan <laughs> or your curriculum. I don't know. But Jesus says to the Pharisees when they're asking him about the Sabbath and they're trying to catch him in his words and different things, he says that man was not made for the Sabbath, but that Sabbath was made for the man. Mm -hmm. This, I don't know, this conversation has given me a new meaning with that because it's true. The Sabbath does not need man. We need it. The Sabbath was made for us. Yeah. God invites us to have, he literally gives us an opportunity to be restful. Yeah. And to have silence in our lives. He required it. I mean, in the Old Testament, like that mm -hmm. is an important part of the law was yeah. that Sabbath was upheld. Mm -hmm. And obviously the Pharisees got that a little out right. of whack. But the Lord like required that for his creation. Mm -hmm. He needs it. Right. If the Lord needs rest himself. I mean, after creation, on the seventh day, he rested. That was one of the most important parts of creation. Right. Not all the different work he did, but the opportunity that he gave himself and gave us mm -hmm. to rest and admire that creation. To right. look at the work and be like, that is very good. Yeah. So I guess that just makes me think a little differently about that verse. Mm -hmm. Because why do we think that we're above that? Why do we think that we don't need that? Yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like, and I once heard a quote, I forget who it's by. Guys, I'm not all mentally there right now. <laughs> my brain's a little fried. I'm in finals week, so I guess that's my excuse. But I heard a quote by somebody that once said that busyness almost is like a societal norm now. Yeah. You know, it's it's like this, if you're busy, then you're, you're something. You're, you're someone. Succeeding. You're succeeding. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lord is right. Maybe oh, we need maybe. rest. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? To be successful. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to be alone with him in order to be successful. And yet so many of us are allowing that time to be taken away from us, to be disrupted. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just got me thinking a little bit about that verse. On Sunday, when we actually went out, I finally finished reading 10 Ways to Destroy the Imagination of Your Child by Anthony Esselin, which we've talked about on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. One of the best books I've ever read in my life. And now that I'm finished with it, it's just like one of those books where literally I thought like, okay, if I finish this before a certain time, I think I might just like start at the beginning again, you mm -hmm. know? One of the last things that he's talking about is filling schedules. And he talks about that all throughout the book and does an incredible job with helping us to realize the folly in that mindset. But he had one section and I marked it in the book. I was using three different colors of sticky notes in this book and I ran out of all three my. before I even read the last two chapters. With my new color sticky note, I marked this section where he's talking about how man is, first of all, the only creature in creation that can genuinely experience wonder. Mm. And that is part of the way we've been created in the image of God. And he also said that man is the only creature where his rest is worship. 
Mm-hmm. And I just loved the way that he said it. And I don't have the book in front of me. I didn't think about bringing it for this. But just the way that he conveyed that entire idea mm-hmm. was just incredible to me because I was like, the Lord delights in the work that we do yeah. if it is unto him. If we're doing it to the best of our ability and we're putting effort into it and it's ultimately glorifying him, he enjoys watching us work because mm-hmm. that is also part of his character. Mm-hmm. The Lord works and he does things creation is just a wonderful example i think of how we are meant to live Mm -hmm. we're supposed to work hard we're supposed to create new things we're supposed to function in this sub-creator mindset right because the lord is the ultimate creator and we were created to be sub-creators we were created to make things to invent things as the lord did that's just Mm. part of his character and he passed it on to us yeah But I think that the creation week, just looking at that, is such an incredible example for how we're actually supposed to be living our lives. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be working hard, creating, investing in things, creating relationships with people. But then we are supposed to take time to rest and to look at our creation, look at the Lord's creation, and just know that it is very good Mm -hmm. and wonder at it. That's such an incredible concept to me that we are the only creatures who are able to wonder at things. So this episode is oh, wow. definitely going long. We've said this for like the past four weeks, but yeah. we just continue to go a little bit longer every time. But it seems like you guys enjoy it. Yeah, apparently. So, yeah. What are just really quickly some practical things that we are doing to exclude screen time from our lives a little mm-hmm. bit? One of the things that I have been doing primarily during my morning routine or my Bible time in the morning is making sure that... I have allowed myself enough time to just be totally dedicated to that. And sometimes I will even write out, like if if it's a morning where I can kind of feel like, okay, I I just want to be on social media. I Mm -hmm. want to look at my phone, whatever. I get like my daily reading list for my Bible reading. I get it texted to me every morning. So it's easy to sit down with my Bible and have my phone right there. And sometimes if it's a morning where I feel like I'm going to get distracted, I keep reaching for my phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. I will literally write out my reading list on a sticky note and I will put my phone in the other room Mm -hmm. and I won't pay any attention to it because I can tell when I'm about to get distracted. Yeah. And I can tell when I just want to reach for my phone. And I have had to build up that self-discipline to say, no, this is more important. My Bible reading right now is more important. And I know that if I get on social media or whatever, I'm probably not going to finish my Bible reading or I'm not going to have time for it. And so I need to prioritize this. Another thing is sometimes during my workouts or when I go for a walk or something, it's very easy, like Maddie said earlier, to turn on a podcast. Sometimes I will just not do that at all. Like I won't have anything playing. I won't have anything on and I'll just pray or I'll think. And that has really helped me to build a stronger prayer life. I'm Mm -hmm. not there. I'm not perfect in any way, but I'm trying to implement some of those things in my daily routine. And I am seeing really good results from that when I am creating, I guess the main point is I'm creating that self-discipline to be able to say no to my phone Mm -hmm. because so many of us don't have that. Myself included, I've had to work at that. Well, I definitely think some of us are like, I don't think I could survive without it. Right. I mean, genuinely, like, yeah. I don't know what I would do with myself mm-hmm. if I didn't have it. You'll yeah. do a lot. You'll find out. No kidding. That there is a lot to look at. There's a lot to do. There are people that need you and want you to talk to them mm-hmm. and pray for them. Yeah. It's really cool the opportunities that the Lord opens up when you just look up from your screen. 
a couple of the things that I've been doing is I've started implementing a habit where I try my absolute best to not be on my phone for at least an hour before I actually go to sleep. Now, this is kind of because of a scientific study that I was reading about. Maddie gets on me about this one all the time. Yes, because the 5G that we have on our iPhones and different things right now is also operating at a different frequency from our natural brain waves. So it's disrupting that. So it's really important to kind of help your brain like level out again before you go to sleep and you definitely sleep better when you don't do that. So I've been trying to just like I set my alarm and I set it beside me on my nightstand and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to look at it anymore. And then I am definitely and I think lots of women are like this, but I'm definitely like my brain is constantly going Mm -hmm. and I'm just constantly thinking about different things that I need to do or something I wanted to look up or research more or just a task that I need to complete. And a lot of times I will find myself reaching for my phone to do those different things and to, you know, just to look something up or whatever. I mean, I could just be randomly thinking of like a show I was watching and I saw this actor and they might have been in something else and I need to figure out what their name is and what else they're in. And so then I'll reach for my phone and then I just get distracted and everything. So I've started keeping a little notepad and pen beside my bed that I just, you know, if I have something I need to write down, I write it down and I don't do that on my phone because I can even find myself just going into my notes app and writing it down, you know, something I wanted to add to my schedule or whatever. Not anymore. I just write it down on the little notepad and I've also started turning off my Bluetooth before I go to bed because Mm -hmm. that's so bad for you. Lots of my stuff is also just generally for like my physical health because- Screens are just horrible for you in literally every area, physically, mentally. But then, yeah, I've definitely, in putting it away sooner before bed, then I try not to allow myself to just like do whatever or even get my laptop and watch a show or do something like that. I try and pick a really good book that is going to help me spiritually and just in general to help my brain to be working. And so like right now, it's not a super spiritual, I mean, it is a super spiritual book, but it's a fiction book. I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now before bed. And that's like one of my main reads that I'm doing right now. So I think just implementing little things like that of, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone for an hour before I go to bed, or I'm going to turn off my Bluetooth and not connect my headphones to it. I'm going to pick a book to read, but I'm also not going to pick a stupid book to read. I'm going to pick something that's actually going to help me. And I mean, like you said, just allowing yourself to take a walk outside in nature and not be listening to something except for the birds or the crickets or the wind. Like all of those things are extremely powerful and they can really rejuvenate your soul. And I mean, that's why they're there for us to wonder at and for us to be encouraged by. So we hope this episode encouraged you. I know it's a way longer one than usual, but we enjoyed recording it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever we enjoy recording things, it just keeps going. We just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. But we are going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to just sit down and discuss some of the things that we've been thinking about and I pray that you would help all of us to really just be more conscious of our need for you and our need for time in your presence in our everyday lives and that we would just be willing to get rid of our screens, to just put them aside and really focus on you, what you're trying to convict us of, what you're trying to speak to us about and that we would just devote even more time to reading scripture and to praying and to just do 
doing things that are going to take care of our minds and just our mental state by getting rid of those screens and just being more focused on you that you would just help us to really not even look at that as a sacrifice but more of a reward that we would just be able to spend more time in your presence and look at that as something that is fulfilling and something that we genuinely want to do in our everyday lives. We just thank you for that opportunity that you've given us to have a deep and meaningful relationship with you and I pray that you would just help all of us to value that even more this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you for the downloads and just sticking with us. Listening every week, it means so much to us. And we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys.